coming up on 5-Minute News. US and Britain call out Russian hacking spree. Early voting approaches record 30 million mark. And white supremacist domestic terror threat looms large in US. It's Tuesday, October 20. I'm Anthony Davis. Britain and the United States on Monday condemned what they said were a litany of malicious cyber attacks orchestrated by Russian military intelligence, including attempts to disrupt next year's Olympic and Paralympic Games in Tokyo. British and US officials said the attacks were conducted by Unit 74455 of Russia's GRU Military Intelligence Agency, also known as the Main Centre for Special Technologies. In an indictment unsealed on Monday, the US Justice Department said six members of the unit had played key roles in attacks on targets, ranging from the Organisation for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons to the 2017 French elections. The charges covered four years of malicious cyber activity, from 2015 to 2019. U.S. officials would not say whether the timing of the announcement just ahead of the 2020 U.S. presidential election was intended to serve as a warning to foreign government-linked hacking groups or was, in fact, electioneering on behalf of the president. British officials said the GRU hackers also had conducted cyber reconnaissance operations against organisers of the 2020 Tokyo Games, which were originally scheduled to be held this year but postponed because of the coronavirus outbreak. Russia was banned from the world's top sporting events for four years in December over widespread doping offences, including the Tokyo Games. The attacks on the Games are the latest in a string of hacking attempts against international sporting organisations that Western officials and cybersecurity experts say have been orchestrated by Russia since its doping scandal erupted five years ago. Moscow has repeatedly denied the allegations. Nearly 30 million Americans have cast early ballots in November's presidential election, shattering records as voters adjust to the coronavirus pandemic, including in Florida, a battleground state that on Monday opened polls to early voting. Republican President Donald Trump, running out of time to change the dynamics of a race that he appears to be losing, headed to Arizona yesterday amid signs that Democrats are leading the surge in early voting. In a conference call with campaign staff, Trump showed characteristic self-confidence in describing the state of the race, notwithstanding national opinion polls that show him well behind the Democratic challenger Joe Biden. Voters have cast more than 21% of the overall total in 2016, where more than 136.6 million Americans cast ballots. In 2016, there were 5.9 million early votes by October 23rd, 16 days before Election Day. The surge this time has been driven by many voters' desire to avoid the risks of the coronavirus associated with potentially long lines on Election Day November 3rd. But it also appeared to reflect enthusiasm among Democrats in particular in their rejection of fascism. 
Biden and public health experts have assailed Trump for hosting crowded rallies with few masks and little social distancing amid a pandemic that has killed nearly 220,000 Americans. On a call earlier on Monday, Donald Trump told his campaign staff that Americans were fed up with pandemic restrictions, even as case numbers rise in the majority of states, and called Dr. Anthony Fauci, the government's top infectious disease expert, a disaster. On October 6, Chad Wolf, the Acting Secretary of Homeland Security, released his department's annual assessment of violent threats to the US and was particularly concerned about white supremacist violent extremists who'd been exceptionally lethal in their abhorrent targeted attacks in the US in recent years. Two days later, the FBI swooped. It arrested 13 right-wing extremists who had allegedly been plotting to carry out a range of attacks in Michigan, including the kidnapping of the Democratic governor Gretchen Whitmer. The double strike, just days apart, of the threat assessment and the Michigan plot arrests marked an important moment in America's tortured history of racist terrorism. U.S. authorities appeared not only to have woken up finally to the extent of the white supremacist threat, but were actually doing something about it. As the FBI director Christopher Wray told Congress in February, racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists have become the primary source of ideologically motivated lethal incidents in the U.S. The danger overshadowed the jihadist threat that has dominated the security debate since 9-11. Last year was the deadliest on record for domestic extremist violence since the Oklahoma City bombing of 1995. White supremacists were responsible for most of that bloodshed in 2019, 39 out of 48 deaths. While federal authorities may be showing a new resolve to tackle the problem, experts on white supremacy warn that the extremists are showing even greater determination. The movement is stirring nationwide. Agitators have seized dual opportunities of the coronavirus pandemic and the Black Lives Matter protests to come out of the shadows and onto the streets. Armed groups of extremists have presented themselves as vigilante security guards, ostensibly protecting property during anti-police brutality protests, but in reality confronting peaceful protesters and sowing chaos and violence that has culminated in loss of life. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please subscribe, rate and review us at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.